This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here as always with Chris Valente. Chris, how are you, my friend? I am good, Rob. Uh, how are you? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I'm excellent. I'm excellent. And I'm going to tell you why okay. I am so uh, positive about today. Do you know what tomorrow is? Uh, no. Friday? <laughs> it is? Actually, for people listening, tomorrow is Saturday. Right, but anyway, do you know what <laughs> March 27th is? Uh, I don't. Pearl Jam, new record, drops oh. tomorrow. Oh, I should know that. As a huge Pearl Jam fan, I have been completely not on the reservation when it comes to anything of pop culture news, so that is really good news. because G- Giant news. Giant so news. So they were 50% for the two, the two they released so far. On the two singles, I would say. I've only, yeah. I, there's at least more than two because I've only heard two. I've, In all honesty, I've been kind of off on it just because we've been doing a million other things. Uh, Dance of the Clairvoyance, no I did good. not love. No good. No. <laughs> it sounds too much like... Um, it's know, 80s... Like a, it's like an 80s rock song. Yeah, it was like I, I said the Pesh Mode to you and you didn't know who they were, but that's who it reminded me of. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, Wolf, uh, Blood Wolf Moon uh, is... That was good. That was, that was good. That was a very good one. That was old Pearl Jam. It was great. Um, I am thoroughly excited for tomorrow. I'm not going to get a damn thing done uh, because I'm going to listen to that thing a hundred times over. And There is one I'm, more song out right now. I haven't heard it yet called Quick Escape. Uh, I, but you can I, listen to that tonight if you want. I will. I, I, I will. I will. I will. But anyway, I am, uh, I'm fired up about this. Uh, it's the best thing to happen to me in the last seven years, maybe close to the birth of my uh, kid. <laughs> I was going to uh, say that's. I think there's a there's a two year old in there somewhere. Right, right, right. Maybe I get so excited for a new Pearl Jam album. Um, I don't know what to do with myself. Well, you know what Corona did to us. It ruined our. Uh, we ruined our plan to potentially go to Madison Square Garden and see Pearl Jam. If I uh, Madison Square Garden is where uh, where they put on. Unbelievable shows. I went to both shows at Fenway uh, in 16 and 18, and they were just heavenly. Oh, my uh, God. They were so good. It was so good. It was so good. I don't know. I was uh, uh, I could not be more uh, excited. So I'm going to listen to the listen to it, uh, and uh, I'm excited for it. I'm that is great news. That is great news. I hope – I hope – I have hope that we don't have too much of Super Blood Wolf Moon on this album. Because that was, that wasn't what, Pearl Jam. I don't know. I, no, no, I, no. no. The, you, Super Blood Wolf Moon was the good one. Dance of the Clairvoyance. Was oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, the, the Dance of the Clairvoyance was just that was weird. too. Was I'm a too... little nervous though. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little nervous going into this because the album's called Gigaton, 
And it is a gigaton is like, yep. I don't know how much the ice polar ice caps are melting. And Eddie can get a tad political po- for me. <laughs> yeah, he can. He, he can, can get a tad political. So I'm not really looking forward to that one. Um, to that, if it's very political, I'm not into that. I just want to like put in my headphones and then rock out. And there's going to be some uh, great slower songs in there. Um, I don't know. Uh, 57 minutes. 12 songs, 57 minutes is the album. There we go. So um, that's kind of right to the point. And uh, I'm excited for this, uh, and I can't wait. So I Should we stay up till midnight and have a listening party? I'm not going to stay up till midnight. I promise <laughs> you that. Um, I'll be awake at midnight. I've been, uh, since we're not getting up and going to work every day, I've been up past midnight every single night this since we've been home. I have not. I, I have not because that will just screw me in the morning. Are you, don't your kids still wake up early? Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm not a person who needs a ton of sleep. So yeah, I'm the opposite. I, if I don't get sleep, I'm screwed. I'm a pretty good morning person. Like, I'll pop right up and get right out of bed where my wife will just lay there probably another 25 minutes while I'm up getting the kids breakfast. Uh, she's not a morning person at all. But, I, yeah, sleep in me, even since I was a baby, just my, my daughter, unfortunately, has absorbed my sleep genes. <laughs> she's she's actually up right now as I got a text from my wife saying, she's up. So, yeah. All right. I'm going to... Before we get into any of this, we talked about Pearl Jam for the first five minutes of this podcast. But Which we could talk about this for the next 25 minutes. I think it's the next podcast. podcast is literally just going to be a dissection of each song. Album. Yes, yeah, each, each song. song. I want to go through it. Um, anyway, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'm struggling with this. Drinking. Drink- <laughs> you are drinking right now. What are you doing to stay active during like the day? Uh, because my normal physical activity was I played basketball twice a week in the mornings, and then I would go to the gym twice a week, and that would be my thing four out of seven days. Pretty good, uh, but you don't have that. What are you, what are, you, are you doing anything? Yep. I ran five miles today because it was beautiful out. It was beautiful out today. Uh, and when it's been nice out, I go for a long run to just get out of the house, get away from everybody for a little bit, clear the head. Um, and then when I'm downtime in between some internal calls, I've been doing that whole push up thing where people are just like, when you can find time to do push ups while you're home. Yeah. Uh, I've, so Rachel and I cracked for the first time in the 16 days we've now been quarantined and ordered out yesterday and had it delivered from a local, uh, dive bar that we love, the Dudley Chateau. We got burgers, wings, and fries. Good. So the first time we've eaten food that hasn't been home cooked, <clears throat> I've lost probably, I don't know, 10 pounds since this all started by really? just not, I, I haven't eaten out. Like I, even when you're at work, no lunches, like it's, everything has been healthy, home cooked, a lot less snacking just cause I'm just chasing the children the around. Opposite the of that, I snack a ton. See, when you have two, there's a lot less time. The one is fine. When there's the two, there's this like always chasing one of them at some point. So right. less time. To, to snack uh and yeah i've i've, I've so you've I've, been running been running just because so like you, do you like running i do like i i'm i think i've i have a ton of miles on my nike app whatever i run i'm a constant runner throughout the whole entire year but okay all right i also went on a run today because oh. it was beautiful beautiful i don't think i and i have gone over quarantine uh, three, four runs over this quarantine period. I hate running. I hate running with a passion. <laughs> I, I, I always hated it. But have I ever told you this? You're no. gonna you're gonna laugh. No. 
I hate running with a white hot passion. Um, I ran a marathon. That's ridiculous. Why yeah. would you run a marathon if you don't hate running? I hate running. So Which marathon? I was in Scranton, 2015. Um, I knew I never told you this, but I hate running with a white hot passion. Uh, but I decided uh, that I was going to run a, a, a marathon. So I've never told you the story, right? No. Okay. Can I tell you the story? I it's your it's our podcast. You do whatever you want. Right. I'm going to tell you the story. My wife. So in Scranton, I. Um, I was asked not to come back to the uh, the team by the ownership team, uh, by the ownership group. Uh, you know how that works is like you agree not to uh, – you agree to step down. One person has to suggest that and one person has to agree. Yep. Uh, we'll just say I was the agreer. Um, so I was in the midst of kind of doing my own consulting thing and just kind of figuring out where life is going to take me. And my wife comes up to me. It's like in June. And goes, do you want to run a 5K on the 4th of July? And I said, what? Run a 5K? Not really. Like, But I'll do it if you tell me to. I was, I, my first question was, how long is a 5K? It's like three miles. And I was like, all right, I'll, I'll try it. She goes, why don't you come on it? Run with me. So I go on the run, and I was like, all right, let me go. I did this, and I ran instead of three. I, like, I ran like five miles. I just like ran it. And then uh, you ran more than the 5k. I ran the tra- there was a training run of like my wife took us out like let's just go running. Yep. And so I did that before the 5k. So then that was my. Tr- Does she like training. to run? Uh, she used to, uh, but it's kind of petered off. Um, so I started. Uh, so then I ran the 5k, and uh, no problem. You know, yeah, whatever. Ran the 5k. I come back and. Uh, I was like, it was Monday, and I'm sitting trying to find a job or find clients for this consulting thing. I don't know if I'm trying to get off the ground. And I go, I wonder if I can run a marathon. So It's a big leap. It's a big leap. Uh, so Five miles up, to a marathon. Right. So I looked up like marathon training, and it says, here's the big schedule. Saturday's the long run. See if, and I was like, all right. And it was like 11 miles. Put on my sneakers, and I ran 11 miles. And I just, just said, just on a whim. Yeah, just on a whim. I just went out and, and did it. And uh, so I was like, I did that. All right, let's do this. And I trained from I don't know, Fourth of July, and then ran a marathon, um, uh, Columbus Day weekend. So what? July, August, September, October. Yep. But in three and a half months. Three and a half months of training, and uh, and ran a marathon three fifty seven uh, thirty three. So you broke uh, four hours. That's huge. I, ro- I wrote. I broke four hours, and then my first. So after I ran the marathon, that I hated running. After I ran the marathon, I didn't go on a run again until I moved to Rhode Island for a turkey trot five k before Thanksgiving. I don't know, two or three years ago. So. Did you enjoy the marathon though, like doing that whole thing and that whole training, or was you just hated the whole time? No, I actually got into it because it was like a big at that time in my life. I was just trying to figure out what was going on, and I needed something big to accomplish, and that's what I came up with was a marathon. So I ran a marathon. 
uh, trained for it, and I was good. I, I was I never cheated on the uh, training or anything. I got hurt a little bit. My knee started bothering me, but figured that out um, and, uh, and and ran it. And uh, I was uh, when I crossed the finish line, I cried. I'm not gonna lie, because it was like this big overwhelming feeling of like accomplishment um and uh because it was like a tough time in my life right you don't really know where your career is going and it's the whole thing um and it felt like this big giant accomplishment um and uh and then one of the things i didn't realize till after i ran the marathon you know how they give you those like you see them like they give you those like silver blankets Mm -hmm. they're very thin right that's like papery almost yep and I was like, what the hell do I want this for? I was like, I just I was like, I just ran a marathon. I'm sweating my ass off. So I like just, you know, no, I don't I'm good. Ten minutes later, I'm freezing. I was like, I'm dying. Dying <laughs> your body, your body to know temperature. what that uh uh to get that blanket again. Um uh, but yes, so though I don't like running, I ran a marathon. So the my wife always asks me because I, I run year round, why don't I run Boston? And my biggest thing with Boston is it's always your training is in the middle of the winter. And I, I, I hate with a passion running in the cold. Like I hate it. If your, your knees hurt, your feet hurt, your whole body hurts, you're layered up, your lungs hurt. I would run in a hundred degree weather with a hundred percent humidity before I run in 20 degree. I, I just hate it. But now that they moved the marathon to the fall, I wish I was, I, well, I can't just join up now. I wish I had been registered for this marathon because I would love to train this summer to run it in the fall because that's I would much prefer training for a marathon during the summertime because I can I could run forever in, in the heat. Yeah, I I felt this, I, I did the same thing. I I, I though I'm I have, never running. I never say never, but uh, I have no ambition to run another one. But um, yeah, on a whim. That's impressive. On a whim, that's impressive. On a whim, three fifty seven thirty three. It'll be a number that's ingrained in my brain. One one and only. Never again. You never say never. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe maybe we should go, we should go do a front office features run for uh, raise some funds for some part timers in the sports industry. We can do the good like some of the other people are doing. We should figure uh, out a way to raise some money. I I, I, I can we drink instead or something? <laughs> I, something more fun than uh, going on a run? Sure, whatever we want. So again, it's our podcast. Um, yes, but anyway, I was running today and I was like, we're doing a podcast. I was like, I don't think I ever told Chris. No, this and he's gonna think I'm a lunatic and will. Well, add I've already to thought my... I've already thought you're a lunatic. There's you know, no, there's no. My, I mean, the fact that my wife's texting me pictures of square fried eggs to send to you to say, "Rob, <laughs> I like this." I'm like, yeah, that that just sums up. Yeah, I, I pretty just, much you, your I lunacy. Could, I, I was laughing. I was I was running because I was thinking like, Chris is gonna think like I'm this insane human being. I already think you're an insane human being. <laughs> Because I can't imagine what you've done in sixteen. I mean, is is your, is Maddie watching anything and movies or shows during these quarantine days? Like, what are you doing? Not really. <laughs> She's uh, <laughs> ABC poor girl. Mouse and some other. Yeah, uh, no, we got ABC Mouse fired up. Some other, some other things. She loves Pete the Cat. So she loves oh, Zach, the cat. huge Pete the Cat. We have so Pete the Cat on Instagram uh, does a live. Thing yeah, he's reading. The, he's reading he, the the act. Uh, the author's reading, right? This he's is exactly live. what our listeners want to hear. Right well, now. listen, they would they have to get look forward to this one day <laughs> when they're quarantined <laughs> with their young children yeah, and Pete no the cat. Um, so anyway, you're talking about good things done in the community. 
Yeah, let's not focus on some of the negative news that came out this week with sports franchises. Baby. Yeah. We got a Pearl Jam album coming out. We got all positive. people doing great things. Life's great right now. Um, so, I, I, look, we, we talked a lot about why people want to work in our industry. It's one of the main reasons I originally wanted to get into our industry uh, is the power of sports and, and, our, and our duty to give back and, and rally around um, issues that happen and, and, and stuff like this that comes along in our lives, whether it be... The marathon or 9-11, uh, and sports should play a huge role, and athletes have a, a, a responsibility, and so do teams, uh, to, to make sure people out there who support us are taken care of when they need us. So I thought, um, as we were doing what we, we could talk about tonight, because look, there's not a lot of sports news going on. I mean, the Olympics were canceled, postponed, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Baseball right. still trying to figure out how to get back on the field. Who knows what's going to go on the NBA or NHL season. Our English Premier League team, Liverpool, is sitting there in first place by a million miles and they're wondering, are they going to be champions? Who knows? But yeah. there is some positivity out there um, around all this, and I thought it would be good to highlight for people and, and bring to light in some stuff people might already know, some people might not, but I, I thought we should discuss some of the things that folks have done. Um, Put a nice little list together. Yeah, I did. I, I went through and I tried to Google as much as I could, so just to like kind of highlight those things and... I mean, at the top of the list, which this was unbelievable that this person did this. Um, Drew Brees donated five, $5 million, million dollars, five million dollars to Louisiana, which, by the way, is now more than any team or billionaire has pledged to anybody at this point. Right? That's incredible. And also, Louisiana uh, coronavirus is like. Ooh, spiked. That's well, insane. yeah, and we don't have to go into why, but they did show Bourbon Street quite. Frequently, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they kept showing like, why are all these people out? And everyone was like, yeah, it's going to happen. And so unfortunately it has. And But Drew Brees is $5 million of his own money um, to support Louisiana, which he's obviously been on the Saints for a number of years now. And the amount of money he's made is astronomical, but that's still a significant amount of money to donate. Still got a part uh, with $5 million. $5 million. Um, so kudos to him. Uh on the positivity from a team front, uh, an ownership group, uh, Mark Cuban uh, had has promised no layoffs and will reimburse all of his employees who buy their lunches and breakfasts locally. Really? Yes. No kidding. Yep. He will Good reimburse. On Mark Cuban. Yep. Cubes. Cubes for president. Twenty twenty. One thing I've been watching a ton, by the way, is Shark Tank. Shark Tank. It seems like it's always on. It's a. It's one of those shows you can just throw on at any point of it and just be like enthralled because the some of the people that are on there are just characters and then the sharks obviously are acting but they uh that the, some of that stuff some of the products people come up with i'm impressed yeah no some of them are great but um shout out to kevin love who kind of started all this right kevin love was the first i think athlete that came out and it pledged a hundred thousand dollars to the part-time employees um of the cleveland cavaliers to help fund their salaries and then followed suit with uh zion williamson who's a rookie uh, also in New Orleans, uh, had pledged he would pay for for a whole month the part-time employee salaries, which equates to about $100,000. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo, I don't even know how to say his last name. Yeah, just Giannis. Uh, Giannis. He did it as well. It Giannis? No, I think it's Giannis. Giannis, 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 Giannis yes. It's kind of like Euros, right? Yes, Giannis. You don't Giannis. Really pronounce the G and gyro. It's not a gyro. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. The Greek freak, Giannis. Um, so good on him, obviously. But with right, the mo- we agree, though, on the more important part. It's gyro, not gyro. It's euro. No, right. well, well, I G-Y-R-O think... G-Y-R-O when you're ordering one is what? Uh, gyro. No way! Yes. 
<laughs> no. Well, no. What? How? No, listen. How it's probably supposed to be pronounced is probably Euro. <laughs> right. So that's what you say. But you would say that the majority of human beings in America say gyro. I don't care what, but you should pronounce it. You would call Euro. it like the Euro King, not the Gyro King. <laughs> yes. You okay. pronounce it Euro. I don't know the right. I don't know. I don't know. I actually don't that's know the right answer. Right. I don't know the right answer. I'm Italian. I'm not I am Greek. I don't know. Proclaiming not with facts, but proclaiming myself. So it's Euro. It's pronounced Euro. Well, if we G Y R O. We need someone Euro. in Greece who's listening to let us know what the right answer is. So got, either it's, it's email Euro. us or hit up our new and improved Instagram account. Right. You can do that and just say it's Euro. Yeah. Spell it out. How to how we would say it. For enunciate or. What, phonetics? I don't know. Something like that. I, I don't know, but that's... <laughs> um, and then kind of a sad... A, a sad... Uh, this positivity thing. No, it is positivity, because Carl Anthony Towns had donated $100,000 oh, yeah, to the Mayo Clinic um, for testing and, and, and so forth. And then it came down, and I'm sure everyone saw on ESPN the other day, that his mother has come down with COVID and is in, a, is in an induced coma um, recovering. Um, but he had donated $100,000 before that all happened to the Mayo Clinic for testing. Because the Mayo Clinic is in, I think Minnesota. I believe they're head. I think they're in Minnesota. I don't know. But. I think so too. Yeah. And then on um, the baseball side, a couple cool stories. So Trevor Bauer, who's been all over the place in this off season on social media, he came out and attacked baseball and said, "You're you're destroying it by not letting people have social media." By the, by the way, the uh, to pause you on Trevor Bauer, uh, he chirped the Paw Sox. Uh, Twitter account because you chirped him. Yeah, I saw that. You chirped him. You yeah, said right. you said <laughs> got a little social interaction. Yeah, you, I you, think that tweet they showed it. Uh, Joe Jacobs is a guy who runs our Twitter account, and uh, it said like it's gotten three hundred and some thousand views uh, from what we sent out. It was you, crazy. You you chirped him about his his changeup that hit it the changeup. It just it was like a 40, 45 footer. Yeah, it was one of those ones. Um, well, he he arranged a Sandlot game. In Arizona, with a bunch of MLB players, which they mic'd everybody up, and they raised funds um, for employees in COVID nineteen who need help. That's which awesome. it, have you seen any of those clips? They were pretty. Cool. I have not. I have, I have not. Uh, but I need to. Yeah, no, it's cool. He's he's very active on social media. Trevor Bauer. Trevor I've, Bauer is absolutely. Um, that's what micing up baseball players would make baseball broadcasts. Well, they so much started more in the this off season, right? They were doing in it in training, the uh, spring right? training. It was great. It was great. And having a conversation back and forth, even if you don't have a uh, conversation, but they mic up football players all the time. Yeah, like, no, I think they... I think it's coming. I think ESPN All Access is going to do a lot more. It has to be. Yeah, it has to be. It makes it so much more interesting. So it much makes more. it so much. There, you want to talk about time where you can actually talk uh, is in a baseball game. No, I believe me. Then there's probably some right fielders who are dying to have a conversation with somebody throughout. Yeah, right. But um. MLB teams, all MLB teams pledged a million dollars to their part-time staff. Um, Roger Federer today gave a million, I think today or yesterday, gave a million dollars to Swiss families in need because Switzerland's um, being struck as well. Octagon. So Octagon started the uh, COVID-19 fund with all their athletes and people that they have within their within their portfolio to sign memorabilia that they're going to be giving away, which is a long list of athletes, obviously, with Octagon that you can go in and make a donation that qualifies you to to win some of that cool memorabilia they're giving oh, away. Oh, that's a cool idea. Really cool. Um, 
Steph Curry. So Steph Curry not only donated money, but he also hosted a, uh, a chat the other day with Dr. Fauci. Did you see that? I did not. So Steph Curry interviewed uh, Dr. Fauci, who's been like kind of the the head guy, the the calm voice in a sea of lunatics. <laughs> well, that's yes, that's that's very true. <laughs> um, in terms of just using his network, and obviously Steph has probably a very young following, so it's good for those folks to see um, Dr. Fauci spew facts and not just rhetoric. Um, so that was great. Russ Wilson donated with Sierra a million meals to the local food bank. Um, JJ Watt did the same, donated $350,000 to a Houston food bank. Patrick Mahomes did the same thing in Kansas City. Two and thirds then the, of the Watt brothers are now, uh, great, our Pittsburgh Steelers. Greats. I know. Yeah. TJ and what's and the other De- one's name? Uh, Derek. He's a Derek. So, uh, Messi and Ronaldo both donated a million dollars, but then today it came out. So, um, I don't know if you saw this about fanatics and baseball. Yeah, that was uh, on the IG. That is on our that is on our Instagram. So um, fanatics and Major League Baseball have teamed up to stop making jerseys uh, and 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 use their factories to create medical gear using MLB cloth. So there's going to be a lot of Texas so, Rangers and Kansas City Royals and Boston Red Sox uh, masks here, and and gowns out there. Here from uh, Michael Rubin. Fast forward to uh, today, Fanatics and MLB have halted production on all MLB jerseys, and instead of using that same fabric we make the jerseys uh, with to make masks and gowns, we have approximately 100 associates working extra distance in very uh, clean and safe environment. Huh. Of course. Yes. Very cool. Social distancing at its finest. You see what we did with the Red Sox with our new logo? I did with the socks that the separated. Socks. That was yeah. hilarious. That was socks funny. separated. And then you see Anheuser Busch and all kinds of people are making hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Now. Yeah, there's like there's like a hundred uh, breweries, distilleries making hand sanitizer. So like it, this typically what happens, and I know a lot of the folks that listen to us are in their twenties and younger, and even they were just being born when nine eleven happened, but uh, which is crazy to think about. Um, it, Eventually, humanity rallies around each other, and we get together, and we make it all better. And the, the positivity that will come out of this, and the good stories, and the great stories that will come out of this, will be great. Uh, unfortunately, some there'll be some really sad stories as well. But overall, I think sports in general will do the right thing when baseball fires back up. I mean, you'll see the amount of people that rally around that, and it'll be it'll be this feeling of normalcy that we need to get back together and congregate as humans that we love with the social distance is driving us crazy because we're not used to it but i thought we should just touch on some of those great stories from the athletes that we're doing and uh, some of the teams yeah i think sports always has this uh unique ability to bring people together and have those kind of shining moments like i i think take politics aside we're not going to ever dive into politics here i don't think but after 9-11 one of the moments i remember is uh, President Bush going out in Yankee Stadium oh, best and first pitch firing ever. A, a strike uh, right down the middle uh, to Jeter. And it was like perfect. It was, it was perfect. perfect. And, and, and then you'd think the majority of people in that fan base probably weren't Bush supporters, but that place went crazy. Nuts. And Nuts. it was exactly what we needed at the time. And then the Piazza, Piazza had a walk-off, right? And yeah. to come back for the it's not ma- when Clemens threw the bat at him, right? Well, that was different. That was yeah. a different. That, but different. um, but uh, yeah, no. I mean, I think sports will play an instrumental role in getting us back to to our normal lives. And 
Um, I'm sure that a lot of people that listen to this podcast or they want to work in sports, that's just even a better answer for your next interview is I want to be part of the solution, not part of the problem, and part of the solution will be sports. That's right. Um, Can we talk a little bit about that, Uh, about people now and like, you know, now's the time we're all kind of, you know, in in our house and we're on social a lot and we talk about the good things that you can do with social, right? Being able to reach out, (coughs) excuse me, trying to get informational interviews, expand your network. Uh, There's a lot of positive things that can happen from that. It's probably... Yeah, you, 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 I know what you're going to... I almost can guess what you're going to say, but go on. Go off. Know, I think one of my rules in life that I have said on this podcast, though, it could be a t-shirt, don't be that guy. Or girl. Or gal, right? But you can be too much and over the top and uh, just having and being like overwhelming on your... Um, on your feed, and I think people understand who that is. But I, if I see a post from you, and I'm like, and I go, oh, are you kidding again? Or like, yeah, I get it, but 17 uh, motivational quote uh, of the week, I'm good, right? Like, there's a way to approach this in a good professional manner, and then there's like this over the top of like too much and the sweet spot has got to be somewhere in the middle so, so what, yeah what do you suggest don't be that guy what do you suggest <laughs> How, what would be a good 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 way to a good rule of thumb um i don't know i i i think that you've got to watch if you're posting you know I, I don't know, maybe it's just me, and I just get annoyed by, like, the motivational quotes. I don't need motivated by a 21-year-old. Um, but I think if pe- <laughs> the way to go about this is to um, to go and really do it via direct message. And then if you think that there's something to share where the people want it or it's just somewhat interesting, fine. But I don't think that someone needs to be posting two, three, four times a day. You know, if you're posting once a day, in my opinion, that seems like plenty and it may be on the border. I don't post once a day, but maybe I should. Um, but, like, I don't know. It just seems overwhelming. And I think in this point, you're probably better off in going on one-to-one contact and shooting a note into somebody's uh, in-mail than it would be to be the poster of massive content all the time. Yeah, so what, what content or what post do you think a 22, 23-year-old person should even be posting to that to that point? Great question. Great question. Because, um, I mean, from... I'm a, not sure, you know, maybe it's some of the good things like the Steph Curry stuff and the Drew Brees stuff and, sh- and sharing some of that to, like, get the word out. But I don't know, man. It's like, I get, like... When I, maybe it's specific things, um, but like, I don't know, motivational quotes right now are in my mind and those things drive me up the wall. I don't know. It's lunacy to me. (laughs) (laughs) So so no, nobody. I don't need to be freaking motivated that way. Right. But I I think the. It's always always a Chinese proverb too with unknown or someone anonymous that made this quote. Right. And not. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Um, I'm just so cynical, I guess. 
Um, I, but I just think the way to use this vehicle, in my opinion, I could be totally wrong, but is to say I would get way more out of you reaching out to someone. If you want to be a social media person in sports, finding a social media person in sports, sending them a direct in-mail or finding their email address and sending them something specifically rather than posting some random thought of yours. I, I, I think, I don't know. Do you agree or do you think I'm a moron? Well, I think, yeah, I think there's a different level of people who should be posting content versus, like you said, sharing content. Like if, if you're 22 and you have literally no work experience other than internships, you probably don't have a ton of guidance to be offering, I would imagine. But if you're trying to formulate a brand of yourself, um, it's a, it's a fine balance of being to your point, that annoying over the top person where you're just like, I don't, I'm going to hide this person Can I say from a my good, feet. A good one to show Mike's Mike, uh, Mike Scott posted on his social, the fan graphs thing that he did. Right. That's, that's great content. Awesome content. Awesome content. Share what you're doing. Share what we always talk about separating yourself. Share what's separating you. I don't think motivational quotes are the separational part. I need to find a different example. Oh, bless you. Um, Thank you. Uh oh. <laughs> no sneezing. Uh, no sneezing or coughing allowed. No sneezing or coughing allowed. But well, here, but I here's what I would say too. Like, so I think you're right though so, on building a brand for yourself, which can. Uh, be the counterpoint to me, which I'm fine with having a counterpoint. But here's no, but here's here, Mike. I would say, I think interacting with other people's content is more apropos for someone that's younger to get weigh in and have an opinion versus your point of just posting some stupid motivational quote that like, okay, you're not even a manager, so what are you doing? Um, to the point of like, I see. To, we'll, we'll use Michael again. We're going to use Michael. I see Michael weighing in on social media a lot when there's a legal matter to be had um, and discussion where he's then having a discussion with said person or providing his discussions are great that's what we're trying to do when i talked about in mail right is you're trying to have a discussion with somebody or or use a piece of content that you see like to the point of the steph curry thing of like wow the power of sports like this is why i want to be in this industry would this is you know what i mean like that's different than just being like I'm going to be blanketing this with some random crap. Right. I, I Because no one cares that. about your motivational. <laughs> In all honesty, I would say like a post would be like, hey, Chris Valente, what do you think about this? I don't know. Maybe there's some unique sales opportunity that happened at Fenway. Or maybe that there's something that they've seen from a sales point of view uh, that you could weigh in at. And you're trying to get someone's thoughts on that. And you give your opinion and then you can have a discussion uh, and be engaged in the content. Um, I think that is the way to go. Um, and Justin say, you know, it's a great day to be alive. No, I agree. No, like if you see it, or if you see a sponsorship sale, or you see a ticket, something providing context or anal- analyzing that versus and giving in like your own two cents of like something versus to your point of just. Random crap thrown yeah, against the wall. Yeah, I think it's sometimes better if you don't have something engaging to say, and not to say that you can't come up with 17 things that are engaging during the day, right? Um, 
but then I think it's almost better to like just chill and then hit your spots rather than be the big loud voice all the time because you get tuned out if that makes sense right i feel like you were you were triggered by some certain individuals that were you've been seen on linkedin regularly that I don't are, know. since you know when you accept everybody like your uh your feed becomes flooded your, with your crap feed becomes flooded with crap and a lot of times it's like trying to weed that out because i really like going on linkedin because i learn a lot from linkedin um and i'm no social guru by any means um so take it all with a grain of salt but um i just think my overall point is like I think you can kind of, you know... Turn people off. Turn people off. So when you're posting, um, you bring up a great point. You're trying to build a personal brand, right? What do you want your brand to stand for? Uh, And I think what you post socially, especially LinkedIn, which is more of a professional uh, Yeah, don't, don't... LinkedIn's not Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, yeah, I, I posted that picture of um, my daughter and I working at the island, and it went, you know, it's got an exceptional amount of views for compared to what I normally post. By the way, that and was self. That was very selfish of you. Very you selfish of me. You didn't. You didn't post it on front office features. You probably you posted on Rob Crane. Oh, geez, right. I should have. Uh, yeah, very selfish of me. Very selfish. Uh, you know, like I said, far from a social guru, but. I posted I um, I posted that, and I thought about it a little bit. Is this the brand? I you know kind of going back to think. Is this what I? Why am I posting this? And I just thought it was good, fun stuff that was somewhat work related. As we're all kind of quarantined here, right? So like, ah, someone will get a kick out of this. And you know, you talk about uh, personal brands. There was a guy that um, <clears throat> Marty had come speak to us when we were in Omaha. Uh, Jeff Beals. And his whole thing was about building your personal brand and, you know, always kind of reevaluating it. <clears throat> because the old adage of, oh, it doesn't matter what people think. That's a, not true, right? So what do they think of when they think of Chris Valente? What oh, do they think your of personal brand of? is the most important thing you have right. in this, in any industry. But in this industry as well as like, what does someone associate you with in five words or less? Right. So in, I always kind of think about, what do I want my personal brand to be? And I think one of the words that I have always come up for me personally, and this is just different for everybody else, is approachable. And I think when you post pictures of you and me and my daughter at the kitchen table, both on, you know, quote unquote laptops, that, that makes you more approachable, which helps the quote, which would helps the personal brand that I'm trying to, uh, to build. So, um, that's why I guess that piece of content uh, is why I posted that. If you, it worked. You got a ton of likes, ton of comments. Yeah, it did. It did. It did. I wish I could do that more often, but uh, it was. Uh, so that's what I. That's just what I. What I think. You know these, um, and I could be wrong. And there maybe there's uh, a love for you people to share social data that proves me wrong. Right. Uh, this is. Uh, this is a discussion. You know, we want to. Talk through this. Yeah, yeah tell us on LinkedIn. Go on our tell LinkedIn page. Tell me I'm page. wrong, right? And I'm open to. I'm open to that. I, Go on our LinkedIn page and tell Rob he's wrong. Fine, do or it. Or he's right. You can tell him uh, he's right too. They, uh, but that's not as fun. Um, <laughs> no, it's not. I always ask. We talk about talk a lot in my office. Um, we were talking about this today. Uh, I was on the call with someone who could help us with some direct marketing pieces, 
and we had some assumptions that we made about our audience. And uh, I said, this is what we always thought. Am I wrong? And I'm fine with being wrong, but you've got to ask the question, am I wrong? If not, then you always think that you're right. And uh, that's never the answer. That's never the answer. No, because if, if you don't, if you surround your people, you surround yourself as a boss with yes people, then you'll never have any pushback. You'll never have any dialogue and discussion. Nothing will ever change. And you just do the same thing over and over again. You need someone to challenge the status quo because the best, the best managers and, and, and bosses surround themselves with people who aren't like them because that brings a more complimentary feeling than because if you don't need mo- five more of yous, you already have you. You need five of people who make fill in the blanks of stuff that you're not good at. So yeah, I, I, I'm a big believer in not giving just a straight yes across the board. To sometimes every time a boss speaks, it's just because you think that's the right thing to do. So I always thought uh, Lucino and Charles Steinberg were always a... Uh, They're opposite human beings. Totally opposite human beings. Uh, but I think that's good. I so think that's good. before we wrap this up, and we've been able to go 40 minutes without having any sports going on right now, so this is amazing. Um, <laughs> I know you don't watch movies. Uh-uh. Do you have Netflix? Uh, yes, we uh, borrow a password from my brother and sister-in-law. I'm telling the FBI. Um, uh, have you watched or do you have you heard of Tiger King? I have heard of it on social media, but I have not oh my God. dove into it. Is it hilarious? Oh, my God. It's not a movie. So I thought you... How long is it? There's seven episodes, 45 minutes each. Right, we we got it done in two nights. We were that hooked. You're it, that hooked? You got it in two nights? Two nights, done. We watched four episodes and three episodes. And the first night we watched, four, we would have kept watching more if it wasn't for like, we just like, we need to go to bed. <laughs> it is the most, if it was a show, you'd be like, I can't watch this show because it's so ridiculously over the top that it's not real. And I, it's just, it's just too much. These people, I can't describe, you have to watch it. You, your gonna, your homework I'll, assignment I'll for it, next week is to watch Tiger King. Right, and I'll I watch Tiger King. guarantee you're going to be like, what the hell am I watching? Where are they from? Are they from Alabama? Uh, nope, nope. Um, close. Uh, Oklahoma, uh, Carolinas, and there's um, Florida. So think about. It. So there you go. Trifecta. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, Oklahoma City. Love that town. Uh, Carolinas. This is not Oklahoma good. City. This is not. This guy has a sanctuary of like 225. Sanctuary. I say sanctuary. It's not a sanctuary. 225 captive tigers. What? Just he's Tiger King. Joe Exotic is his name. Joe Exotic. I'm not kidding you. You'll be you'll this is a much needed distraction for anybody out there from all the coronavirus talk, everything else going on. It's so mindless, except that there's so many twists, there's so many turns, there's murder, there's mystery. There oh, it's you, you can't you can't make this up if you tried. It's you gotta watch it. I ha- on uh Netflix I have watched uh they're like little mini documentaries called Explained. Oh, I've seen. I haven't watched it. I've I've seen. There's them. one that was created in like November of 19 about a pandemic. Oh, geez. And it was extremely interesting. I saw, and they're, I, and they're right up my alley. They're like 20 minutes. I saw a video the other day of Bill Gates. Who, yeah, right. Doing a TED talk. Doing a TED talk. Who nailed this? He's like, it's going to come from China. It's going to be a virus. It's not going to be nuclear war. It's going to be a virus, and that's what's going to wipe out a lot of our population. I was like, holy crap, that dude is smart. Yeah, holy, but yeah, right. It's just unbelievable. Um, what else? Pearl Jam tonight, midnight. 
Uh, probably going to get in the morning. Breaking breaking news, MLB and MLB, MLBPA have reached an agreement on service time. I don't know what the deals the details are, but it looks like whether, regardless of what happens this year, not how many games we play, how many games you know, we don't play. We didn't talk about. What? I know that we you know normally go our 40-whatever minutes. Dan, uh, oh, uh, Dan Lust was shit amazing, talk- though his audio wasn't great, but he's content was awesome i got text about like that was so cool to hear him from a different segment that we vertical that we usually don't touch on so we will have him back once more legal stuff happens and the coronavirus will definitely bring more legal discussion but um he, we got great feedback from him too he's getting feedback from his colleagues that it was a great interview yeah, so keep reaching, reaching out dan, dan uh at what what's it at at lust law or at lust sports law or something on twitter i don't want to uh, get i don't want to say it wrong so I don't, I don't know the answer to that um but he he was great. Uh, I think apparently we asked him really good questions too. So kudos to us for being good interviewers. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it was a very cool way to hear a different vertical that we typically don't talk about. Well, unfortunately, uh, Rob's computer just died in the middle of our well, not the middle at the end of our episode. Thank thank God. Uh, his audio has been saved, so hopefully we'll be able to have this podcast. It seems like it's come down with COVID-19, um, unfortunately. So uh, anyway, everybody, stay safe. Uh, talk to you soon. Have a great night. Later. Later.